I don't carry on that on for the whole length of the song. We'll be here forever. Episode Episode this week for the uh, That's how it always, French Do you know what reminds me of that? This week always reminds me of a breakfast cereal from Continental Breakfast Cereal almost like a Weetabix. It's the French Weetabix that. Is Number it? 18. Are you being re- true? Nobody could pass like that, couldn't it? Let's get over there and pitch it on the Pitch another French, uh, like a like a, a fucking ice bun, but with chocolate in the middle. Ooh, mm. should we go to France? <laughs> Episode twenty is in France. Yeah, coming over to. Let's not let's, do it in Paris because people might talk. Let's go to Breve. If we went to if we went to Paris together, it would be gay Paris, wouldn't it? Be fine by me. <laughs> but you're married. But the point is, well, I think just think it's a little too cliche for us. We're not part of the uh, establishment we'd be better off as I say someone like Breathe so we're a little off the beaten track got to let it breathe do 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 have we sworn yet? I don't think so because this week ladies and gentlemen we're doing this sober Tom's on coffee I've got a mix of I've got a cola and I've got two bottles of water Tom's also got a massive bottle of water. We're doing that challenge that we said we're going to do last week, which is a month without drinking. So this is sober. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a bit anxiety attacks and everything. Just you've been nervous. I'm fucked. Do you know? Honestly, ah, oh, well, what I was going to say about swearing is because we decided to try and stop swearing as well. We've brought a piggy bank here, and we have to put money in it every time we swear. So we're going to try and use alternative words to express our. You know when you got to give something a bit of oomph, you go, fucking up. That's two. <laughs> there you go. Bye, crikey. Oh, you know my, one of my dad's favourites is? Another bit of money in the jar. So we've got a squirt in here. There's the money in there. There's 2p. And we'll donate all the money that's in there by the end of the night to uh, something. To something. To be decided. To be confirmed. Well, they missed out on a poll this week on Backroom Beats, so perhaps we could put a poll what out to let donate, them decide. What we can donate this to. Yeah. On that subject, one of my dad's favourites. He's really good for because he's not a big swearer, my dad. So he has things. <laughs> Just a little swearer. He has things that he says instead. You know where you might go. Beep. He'll go. Bye, Jiminy Cricket. Oh, I think that's or, worse. The best thing. He, the best thing he said was like, you know, when you get into when you had a long day and you collapse into a chair and you might go. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he says he said this once. I didn't know where it came from. It was when the song was out, and he just went, "Oh my god, I can't believe it! I've never been this far away from home." That's excellent. That he's he's a he's a card. He's a card. What have you been doing this week? This week, well, seeing as we haven't been drinking, it's uh, hard, isn't it? It's hard to do something. Well, it's hard to socialise. Everyone's just like go to the pub, and I'm like. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, because they're only going to give you grief. It's not right. But so I've. It makes you do terrible things like purchase things, you know. Drinking. Not drinking. Not drink because you feel like you got a bit more cash in your pocket, don't you? And you're more fucked than you. I've not been out. I've not been out. Say loads of money. Actually, oh. 
but I bought loads of stuff. Bought loads of stuff. So I'm more skint than I would have been drinking. So I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted you anyway. No, it's okay. I've because we, I've done a bit of exercise, trying to lose a few pounds, and we only want to hear exciting things. Exciting things. <laughs> I really don't have any. This is my excitement for the week. My designated portion. Well, I suppose you better introduce us then. Sorry, that was a short segment, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> Sue me. Tom, if you want. I, you didn't even ask me what I'd done this week. Well, you moved on. I was moving on to that. What have you done? Um, I've done things, you know, but I can't remember. <laughs> I've done things. <laughs> I've seen things <laughs> that you wouldn't believe. This week. Yeah. Uh, but it's time now. <laughs> Let's get the show on the road to make the news where you are, the news where I am. Most shocking news stories from around the world, the ones that make you go, What the news? Angry Seagull. <laughs> Sounds like a dirty sex thing, doesn't it? Like a pervert, you know, like a. He took me around to his house <laughs> and he gave me an angry seagull. <laughs> Was it. Isn't, isn't that one? Angry Pirate in it. Got his pecker out, did <laughs> angry, angry Pirate in it was one. What's the seagull in where you. you <laughs> Seagull into where you you waft one into your your mitt, mitt of your hand, <laughs> and then you throw it on someone's back, and it looks like a seagull's had a go at them. What on earth is this? That's an that's a seagull. I've led led a very sheltered life. I have angry seagulls hold woman hostage for three days. <laughs> oh, this is terrible! What's you know. happened here? An eighty-year-old woman. Oh, not an old dear. I read this so wrong. I was just about to go. I was about to say, an eighty-year-old woman said she felt like a pensioner in her own home. I was like, of course you fucking, <laughs> of course you fucking are, love. You're, a, oh prisoner. Are you? Oh, oh. Uh, she felt like a prisoner in her own home after she was attacked repeatedly by a flock of seagulls. I know oh, they've banned. I know they've been out of work for a long time, but you can't keep holding up women like this. It's your fault. <laughs> Buy a ticket. Do you reckon you still got that hair? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's hair for life. It's like uh, status quo, isn't it? Barbara Cox was targeted by the birds while she was putting her washing out, with one gripping <laughs> her leg and another gouging at it. Police said they couldn't help, and after three days, she finally made a dash for A and E to get the leg treated. This is serious, this. Good God. She said, I went out to hang my washing and I thought, what's that at the bottom of the garden? And I saw it was a dead chick. Is this like Black Dahlia Murdered's dead chick? Or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next thing I knew, two seagulls swooped down on me and one attached itself to my leg. and I was terrified. I'm 80 years old. It came down and grabbed me on the leg with its claws. It pecked at me and caused me to bleed. I phoned the police up and said, I've been attacked. And they said, by who? I said, no, by a seagull. Can you send somebody to pick up this bird? And he said, nah, we haven't got the funding for that. <laughs> She's in mortal danger. I said, you, you, just because something sounds funny. This is it is. I said, can't you use my percentage of the taxes I pay for that? 
Yeah, just send that off. Uh, a, a few, a, uh, few years down the line, when she needs some medical treatment. So <laughs> sorry if uh, your your percentage has been used on that seagull attack. <laughs> you have to pay for that crown, love. Um, she added, "It seemed like they were attacking forever, but it must have been a minute or so. I fell back trying to fight them off." Then managed to get up crying and saw blood on my leg. I went inside to get it washed and sterilised. It was horrible. I was too scared to go outside of my house for three days, but I had to go to A&E. And in the end, you know, my leg was a state. It could have had my eye out. Her leg? <laughs> she believes they may have been protecting the dead chick, but Brighton holds it. Well, it had to be Brighton, didn't it? They're full of this shit hawks around there. Um, no, you put, put one in for me. This is going to get really boring real fast the way I'm going here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to have to throw a few in just to even this up. The council said it would not be releasing additional information on the goals. Illegal. That, that does make... Illegal <laughs> behaviour. That does make it sound quite ominous, doesn't it? Councillor Jill Mitchell said, We received many inquiries about seagulls and have advice on our website. Our pest control team can give advice and a free quote on how to pest-proof properties to stop gulls from nesting. Police said nothing on the matter. Well, so, so, let me tell you something about this. We were on tour once, right? And we were in the back of the van asleep. It had bunks in it. And we were in an Asda car park. We paid for the overnight stay. And we got woken up at about six in the morning by someone absolutely battering the van. You know, like, bang, bang, bang. We were like, oh, this must be the security. So one of the lads, Johnny, got his pants on. <laughs> Stepped out the side of the van. Looked around, he's like, there's no one, no one here. Looked up, and mate, there was a seagull the size of a toddler on top of the van, just whacking they it. They are enormous. I te- let me tell you, I heard a story about a bird. They're like pterodactyls. Well, actually, they probably do uh, have some sort of lineage there. But I heard a story this week on another podcast called, it's a very, very high-profile one called Criminal. Mm. Uh, and it talks about, still 20 minutes about various different crime stories where this fellow had gone to jail because he'd found his he was in the living room reading the paper comes out finds his wife massive head wound dead on the stairs goodness me Agnes what's happened Agnes has passed on he goes to jail for her murder only a few years later for it to be overturned when somebody proved she'd been out in the garden putting the wash on the line or whatever and she'd been attacked by an owl. <laughs> and that's the thing that caused the head. Because they go for the head, you see. Yeah, yeah. That had done her. She'd staggered in, collapsed on the on the stairs, and he's done for the murder. Got twitted on the head by an owl. Well, you know, that's that's one we can use, twitted. But, you know, it's the dangerous little mugs, these flying rats, aren't they? They're, they're absolute I hate seagulls mate they're, they're a terror I've seen, I walked out of work once and saw one manhandling a pigeon oh they're da- they, they're it was, it was massive and it was just ragging this pigeon all over the place this pigeon was getting arse kicked yeah anyway oh it's okay uh, because we'll move on from the seagulls next story this is great this you'll love this I know you're a big fan of obesity. <laughs> I'm not a fan of obesity. <laughs> Let's just say you take an interest in it. Yes. But, man sues Emirates because he had to sit next to a fat man. I'm furious already. A lawyer 
has sued Emirates after he was seated next to an obese man in economy class. Giorgio Destro from Padua in Italy said he was on his journey and it was ruined by his Sikh companion who he claims made his trip from Cape Town to Dubai uncomfortable. Italian newspaper Martino Padova reported that despite being a gold member he was not allowed to change seats as the flight was too busy. You can't sue for discomfort. And it was allegedly not offered compensation or an apology by the airline. He is reportedly seeking two and a half grand in damages for a spillover. Da- damages? <laughs> as, How as heavy the, was it? As the man's large stature encroached into his personal space. This is what the man had to say. For nine hours I had to stand in the aisle, sit on seats reserved for the cabin crew when they were free, and in the final phase of flight resigned myself to suffer the spillover of the passenger at my side. He took a selfie as evidence of the conditions he was sitting in, showing him on the left of the photo, which we'll link you to. In total, Mr. Destro wants two and a half grand in compensation, 800 quid as a refund for the flight, and a further two grand in damages. A court hearing is expected to take place on the October 20th. But how do you feel about that? Well, it's a, it's a tough one, this. Because on the one hand, you cannot... I don't feel comfortable with penalising this gentleman for, you know, for picking on the the overweight, the unwell. Unwell. We don't know the backstory of why how he's become this large. There's all sorts of things that can cause this. People take come ill. They have to take medication. It causes weight gain. Maybe had, you know, maybe used had some sort of injury that's prevented him from. Exercising, we don't know. I've heard of someone say, uh, I saw someone I know say that uh, he saw a larger gentleman taking up two seats and said that he should pay for two seats. This actually is a hot issue. Now, I personally, because where are you going to, I mean, are they going to start putting stuff when you go and buy the ticket, asking you to tick, put your waist measurements on there when you buy a ticket? They can't do it. And I think this man really. He's probably got a well-paid job. Lawyer? Exactly. I'll let you take over because I'm obviously uh, upsetting you here. It's meant to be a light-hearted. But well, it is light-hearted. You, you've, you've, uh, you've gone all... Well, I'm fired up. You've gone all... It's a disgrace. Uh, disappointing on me. I haven't. <laughs> How about this, then? Go on. Archaeologists find ev- evidence of 3,000-year-old cheesy cooking disaster. You're looking puzzled. I've seen this. You have? Well, and I gotta say, mate, it's prehistoric. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I've not read the story, I've seen the headline though. Well, let me ask you have you ever left a pan on the heat a bit too long while cooking? Cheesy beans used to do that, yeah, resulting in a hardened and inedible mess that even the strongest scrubbing sponge can't clean. It's just to chuck the pan out afterwards. He's Barry Scott. Well, Barry, this was pre Barry's pre Barry, this. Sorry, Barry, to bring you up your now dead career. Sorry, mate. So, archaeologists have been digging around in uh, in Norway and they found a pot full of whey cheese. Whey? Yeah. And Isn't what, that what uh, bodybuilders go on about? Oh, aye, yeah. This would have been perfect for them. So... Why did you just use the trackpad? 
Right, my mouse. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right, he sat here with a laptop, what can only be described on the point of his knees. So it's not in his lap, it's just on the tip of his knees. And he's got a mouse on his thigh. And if you didn't see the mouse and you saw him on the train, you'd think he was up to something. Never am I up to something, my behaviour standards are Is that a rollerball or... <laughs> Bluetooth. No, that's what they'll be thinking. Oh. <laughs> well, so, Karj F. Rasmussen, head archaeologist from Silkeboard Museum, says, seems to be related to my... Uh, I can't even say that. Something from Norway, a brown whey cheese. They found in this pot, you know they find those little, well, a bronze... Uh, Bronze Age clay pots you see they're always found on time teaming you think it's just somebody's plant pots that they've buried well they found this but it's it's full of this brown matter look at that oh it looks like uh, looks like an unattended uh, dog disaster <laughs> dog disaster well actually they've tested it and it's cheese 3,000 year old cheese mate it sounds like Wallace and Gromit have been up to this you know I I don't know. Well, it's gone in. Didn't have cows back then. It's gone into the museum. And it's actually been remarkably well preserved because not much water got into it. That's and Tesco's not... finest cheese, that. Do you know, it looks a bit like a uh, creme brulee, doesn't it? When you get the fire on the top. Oh, it's like, got yeah, that yeah. golden texture there. It's like a cigar. Oh, yeah. The butt of a cigar. But the thing is, if you want to go and see this, and it's actually been... Uh, displayed in a in a museum in Norway in Silkeborg actually Denmark sorry my apologies is that where the Tolland man was from I don't know I'm not too up on this do you yeah, know they get a lot of stuff from around those ways don't they well they do it's it's a very rich pickings so there you go that's that story now from the light hearted the cheesy might, some might say to this we're going sinister now Dun dun dun. <laughs> Identical twin drops bombshell. I committed murder, not my brother. Oh my god. Is that a Domino's pop up? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> this is from the Chicago Tribune. Do you know what that's like? I, I watched. Uh, I'm sure you've watched Desperate Housewives. Yes. Do you remember the story of. Uh, was she called Betty, the woman that had a son in the basement? Oh yes, twin brothers. One committed it, and and the other got punished. In they locked him downstairs for it, and it was the other one. That's what this is like. Art inspiring real life. That's yeah. what that is. Well, if I tell you a little bit more about it, Carl Smith was one of the brothers. His his twin brother's been in jail for six years for this uh, for this murder, and he's come forward. And says I'm here to confess to the crime I committed that he was wrongly accused of. He couldn't live with it anymore. And he's here to take the blame. He's written a very big statement in small writing to get it on the pages. But they're not having it. They're saying, this is some sort of conspiracy. You're known ganglanders. And you're just trying to get him off the hook. But he's, he's absolutely adamant that he was the man that fired the gun that day. But they're not having it. Imagine that, going forward. Trying, if it was true, trying to get your brother off the hook, and they say, "No, you're full of shit." <laughs> I'll put that one oh. in for you. What would you say? 
The jury have rejected it. Just say, sorry, bro, bro I, uh, I tried, but they didn't believe me. Nah, they, I reckon they, one of them's commit. Maybe they both did it, and they're like, let's share the jail time, mate. They, they may have done some sort of, sort of deal there. Maybe the one that's in jail now said, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll sort that I'll bloke out. I'll do it for out. a bit. I'll sort that bloke out who's giving you grief if you do half the jail term for me. And he was like, yeah, he's really giving me trouble, this fella. Just just kill him, yeah, and I'll do the other half. Yeah. Did he try to do that? And uh, it's backfired. It's too wise for it. Well, it even went to the jury, and the jury said, no chance, we're not having it. Found not guilty for a crime. Do you know what this brings me to think about? CJ from Eggheads. Siege. Siege. Having to face a very different kind of quiz now, isn't he? He's he's getting quizzed for a a, a, a murder, a killing in the Netherlands. He was arrested at Heathrow Airport. And apparently someone's saying to me that he wrote about this. In his autobiography, you can't you can't be surprised to get arrested <laughs> there. Because, is there a body? Twenty years ago, wasn't it? Well, that's on. But I suppose what they've got to do is if you say twenty years ago, because uh, one is he was living on the streets, wasn't he? And this other homeless. Was he? Yeah, this is what I've yeah, read. I thought he was a model. No, he, he was. He was a model, wasn't he? Yeah, the kids think this is after this. He was living on the streets, living, living rough in Amsterdam. Another homeless gentleman has approached him in the dead of night, armed with a blade. CJ, quick as a flash, chinned him, thrown him into one of Amsterdam's many canals and run away. Self-defence is fine then. Well. Thought nothing of it. Until get out of here. What you must have said, you must have written about it in this book then, and said. And then they'd be like, "Is that uh, that body we found?" <laughs> yes, yes, Steve. <laughs> that body we found. It's a uh, siege. But oh, what I want to know is, even if you confessed, you said, "Listen, this happened to me." Uh, the fella probably conked it feel terrible if if you couldn't link it to a particular missing person and you didn't have a body could you could they convict you of that it's probably on record that they found that body 20 years ago and they never knew and they've matched it up yeah they've matched it up now <sighs> oh CJ maybe, maybe oh I don't know Siege why did you write about that why did you do it Siege why did you do it it's that time of the week again where we ask would you rather this one mate this week it is going to be like one of the most vicious rivalries in Britain Celtic versus Rangers the old firm Derby now you can be Brendan lovely great very excited, great. You've got to ask me all your questions in the style of Brendan. Okay. Okay, and you, I don't know if you can answer them in the style of Brendan, but it's up to you. No. <laughs> Just a quick one, Brendan. Really? What did you think of the, uh, the the Barcelona game? 
you know, I, I thought it was great. It was great togetherness within the squad. Wonderful, great human beings up against the real pinnacle in European football. Football, it was great. Loved it. <laughs> anyway, mate, got four questions for you. And I, you. Would you rather crap your pants in public once a year for the rest of your life? No, we'll have crap. Crap's is a car game, isn't it? Or crap yourself in private every day for the rest of your life. So you've got crap yourself once a year in public or crap yourself in private every day of your life. Have you any knowledge of when the daily dung would Out happen? of nowhere. Out of nowhere. But you're in private. In your own home. You could be in private in work. <laughs> but no, that's public, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. But no, yeah, you could be in a cubicle, and you, sh- you you dung yourself, soil yourself before you get to the seat. Oh. So that could be in private. Yeah. Or the public would be you stood in the middle of a team meeting, you know, like it all crowded round in a desk. So- Right around the desks. Very senior chaps around. And, uh, Oh. But then, you could, you could constantly... You'll stink. No, but listen, you could constantly sow the seed. You know, when you got a new job, you could, you could write down, say, you know, you got bad, uh, continence issues or something. You know, just let, lay, lay would, you, would you be alright with that? Well, I obviously have. It's the truth, isn't it? If it's, if it's happening to me once a year on a yearly basis, oh, every day is a big ask. How much washing are you gonna have to do? Yeah. Oh, take the public one. Give people well, a laugh as well, wouldn't you? Public, it is. If somebody, if somebody, if you witness someone get caught short. <laughs> it'd be the highlight of your personal year wouldn't it I'd love it <laughs> go on then Brent okay. so okay right would you rather be an alien living amongst human beings or a human being on an alien planet living in the society of those aliens well how did you know it's the first question I'm going to ask I always had a, a sense. You know what? I can tell a wonderful human being. but I'm not, though, am I? But I don't. That's why I thought you might be an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Mac and Me? Like the rip off ET? No, I haven't. Awful, mate. I advise you to watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> Best recommendation ever. Uh, so. You don't want to be. You don't. You'd be the only one that's a human, and everyone else is a is an alien, isn't it? You don't want that. Be, or would you be like? You'd, maybe you'd be like. Th- if I was the only human amongst a load of aliens, I'm like, he is the one that we must keep. He's the one. He's like a god to us. He is. I didn't say you couldn't be sort of concealed, a la Third Rock from the Sun. But you are essentially an alien. Or it could be like that fella, American Dad. Brian, not Brian. Oh, Roger. Roger. I don't like Roger. I don't like American Dad, so I'm going to be the human. Living amongst aliens. Tame one here. Would you rather be famous for being the author of Twilight 
or the famous writer of every Nickelback song? No contest. No contest at all. Frankly, I don't think I could put up with uh, being in the company or in any way associated with Chad Kroger. <laughs> and let's face it... Have they brought out a song recently? Oh, they just keep ploughing out albums, mate. Well, I suppose you'd know since you write them. Yeah, they're one of those bands where they've got... They haven't moved past those weird black and gold, black and whatever, tribal logos... Uh, really sort of trying to look metal and riffs like dun 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 Think of the guests we could get on the pod. Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart, whatever her name is, on the pod. What's Anna the fella Kendrick, called? What's the fella Robert called? Pattinson. They're garbage though, aren't they? Anna Kendrick's not garbage. Hey, tell you who else is in it. Uh, Welsh gentleman, talented, uh, not impressionist, played Tony Blair in The Queen. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's not. He's in it. I'm telling you. What's he one of the trees? No, he's like the big uh, sort of not a bad guy. Well, I suppose he might be the menace. But yeah, get him. Get Taylor Lautner on. Fair Smash news. it. I'm fair having news, it. Fair news. Now, another jugular shot here. Would you rather be the man that killed Martin Luther King, or that saved Hitler? That's uh, it's a good one, that, isn't it? Told you, mate. I'm out for it. Out for blood. Ooh. I'm going to be known as the man that killed Martin Luther King. MLK. R.I.P. Do you want me to tell the circumstances of his death? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. It, it, was, uh, it was an accident, mate. Someone was, get, someone was getting on the stage to try and do Good. something terrible to him with a knife. I spotted this, went to shoot, got pushed by someone that thought I was going to shoot Martin Luther King, but I wasn't and trying I to shoot him. And ironically ended up shooting him. And ended him. up shooting him. And that's how it happened. Oh, touche. <laughs> well handled. <laughs> Still going to be bad in history, going down in history for doing that, aren't you? I'd rather do that and save hits. Yeah. Can't so, be excused, can it? Would you rather have your body found on a pile of sex toys or a pile of drugs? No contest. Got to be drugs. So that's how your mum knew you went out dead. Died of a drug overdose. Yeah. She must, because she probably would think... Wouldn't even attend your funeral. Oh, no, she would. Nah, she's not going. She's <laughs> a disgrace. These are seriously bad drugs. I've got. I've still got to go drugs, mate. Because how are you going to die from... Caradine. 
fucking David Carradine he hung himself in the closet having a wank didn't he yeah but I, I can't go out like that you, See, I, plus think you put, I think you'd go out with the sex toys himself no I mean, what would have happened an extremely choked on a dildo nah I think okay. still going off when <laughs> find you you're more likely <laughs> to be clothed though aren't you if you've got drugs I don't want to be found naked did you see what um, that big fella that big comedian in the early 90s American guy Farley see how he was found with all the drugs and oh that. he was in a mess froth coming out of his mouth and stuff and he'd gone blue and his belly was out and all sorts Lenny Bruce didn't look great either have you seen that picture no Silver go drugs though mate because actually thinking about it you can take drugs alone you are you can take drugs alone sex toys implies company not necessarily well if it's a mound exactly why do you need company when you got a mound <laughs> no I'm going for the drugs prescribe me play. well finally no it's not finally because I've got to do the others one last finally for my part would you rather and you can only choose one of these one of these evils in the world will remain forever in memoriam would you rather completely wipe out yourself world hunger or bring about world peace choice is yours but the one you don't pick will never be solved <coughs> world peace because I don't care if they're hungry I've got less I've got no chance of being attacked now by some sort of war I'm being selfish mate well it's not selfish world peace because you, you could, someone says oh that was terribly selfish you say I, world I've, peace I brought, I brought around I brought around world peace there's no selfishness in that that was me what have you done but you know I'm thinking about Help myself someone across mate. the world think about myself mate. but I might go hungry one day after bringing world peace you never know but you, you've, you've, it will be a hard sell to come across as selfish having brought around world peace even if you you just say oh don't don't be bashful you did it good world solid peace. answer world peace you see I don't think that was bad that wasn't the kind of thing I'm expecting the kind of thing I'm expecting is this would you rather have the elephant man's head or a cow's udders think about it Cows, udders. Both terrible afflictions then. The glasses are off. I'm having to rub my eyes. Your, your udders are going to be just above your... Uh, your piece. So you've got the udders and the piece. Yeah. But he's going to want to go near that piece when you get udders. Hey, you don't know. You don't know how people are going to perceive... They might They might be lovely. You could keep them in lovely good nick. <laughs> Someone to it. Moisturise. Someone twisted away whilst you're yeah. in your fellatio. <laughs> I've never realised this This was such a turn on. Oh, you're making me sick. Oh, I'm intrigued. It'd be a really a logistical issue, wouldn't it? Then people could say, oh, he's terribly fat. How oh, would no. you look in pants? I don't know. I just have them hanging loose and free. But what about your top? Well, you could just have one that came down to above that. You'd have to procure the services of a specialist tailor. You look awful, aren't you? 
Well, mind you, you say you, you don't look awful if you have the elephant man's head. Didn't he used to put a bag on his head? Poor soul. I can't. I could. Or Meza. Meza, Meza. I couldn't wish that. At least there might be a film made about me after I've gone. Because I'm a, you know, it's a brand new affliction. Udders. Udders. Moving on up. <laughs> Moving on up. Ladies and gentlemen, the back room beats. So, Tom, I'm saying so. It's You've caught my disease. I'm being very, very cautious with the things <laughs> I'm saying now because I'm fed up, as we covered last week, of my repetitious nature. No more, I say nay. So we're doing a song about something that's very big, hot topic. Um, we didn't put a poll out this week. We decided to just go off our own backs and do this. We're doing a song about the Great British... Bake Off. The Great British Fuck Off. <laughs> it's fucked off. Are you ready for this? Do you want to, go, do, you want to do like a punky one and go straight in from it? Go okay. dead punky. I just hope I can get it right. Because I usually take those we'll few... We'll give this a go. Bit apprehensive there, wasn't it? you got to belt it out okay. like... Like... Uh, propaganda or someone. Greg Graffin. That's what I'm channeling. The Gregster. You ready? BBC Lost Bake... Oh, again. One, two, three, four. The BBC Lost the Bake Off. The BBC Lost Bake Off to Channel 4. BBC Lost the Bake Off. They kept Mary, but Channel 4 got Paul. BBC has lost their showpiece show There'll be no more technical challenges What's it gonna be like with adverts? We'll just have to wait and see Sue Perkins Sue Perkins has gone as well She's taken Mel Gedroyd with her I don't know what to make of what's just happened What's just happened, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, sir The BBC lost The Bake Off The Channel 4 The BBC lost The Bake Off The Channel 4 got Paul The BBC kept Mary they lost the bake-off to Channel 4 But let's face it, it's coming back Just like Match of the Day When it went to ITV Nobody likes these things with adverts in the middle They just like the whole thing to be filled God bless the BBC for thinking of it in the first place. Bit very heavy, heavy punkish, that, isn't it? That's you don't need right. that guitar on one anymore. Channeling your inner angst there, lad. 
Well, it just never works out well when the BBC loses programmes. When they do it first, well, the BBC to me is the pinnacle. I love the BBC. And it's a, a tragedy. And the only thing that seems to they're taking with it from the winning formula is Paul Hollywood. And he has, as you've said on Twitter, terrible hair. <laughs> and which I'd love to know. I'd like to see. Because they've both... Paul and Mary have uh, books out. Who sell better? I really want to know this. I said, didn't I? What's in your housewife's favourite? Hollywood. Yeah, but I mean, he, like I was saying, he's got brill creamed hair. He wears a Ben Sherman check shirt, untucked, and a pair of kickers, Lee Cooper jeans, and he carries around a feeler bag. He's dropped straight out of 1998 All Sports, hasn't he? He smells of Adidas deodorant. Doesn't even go links. Yeah, yeah, Christmas package from 2001. Adidas ice. Mm. Well, there you have it. Episode 18. Best of luck, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, soggy, soggy bottom. Thank you for listening to the Backroom Sesh podcast. I've been Tom Donnelly, and that's been Doddy Doddenhoff. Remember, question everything, or would you rather?